Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You mess with the you bull, mess with the bull. You, get the horns. you get the horns. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Send your emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com and follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. The world lost, in the words of Barack Obama, a living memorial when Holocaust survivor and Nobel laureate Elie Wiesel died yesterday at age 87. A survivor of the Auschwitz-Birkenau Nazi concentration camp and later the Buchenwald concentration camp, his mother, father, and sister also died in the Holocaust. Elie Wiesel's book, Night, was his memoir of the Nazi death camps experience. He also created the Elie Wiesel Foundation for Humanity. Michael Silverman joins me on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Michael taught Holocaust education for many years and uh, was familiar with and worked with Elie Wiesel. Michael, thank you very much for the time. My pleasure. And condolences on the loss of a, of a really great man. Yes, I think I think the whole world should benefit from those condolences because truly he was uh, not a great man, but one of the greatest that I certainly ever read about, and I also had the pleasure to meet him. What did you most admire? What did you most notice about him? I noticed, I mean, first and foremost, that this was a man who, above and beyond anything else, um, placed a very high value on education both his own education, and he was a, a noted scholar. He was a Talmudic scholar who studied Judaism from a very young age. And he went on to teach um, in a variety of venues to a variety of audiences about a variety of topics. And education was something that was paramount to him, because I think that he believed that it's only through education that we could somehow change the tides of what had happened and what he had experienced. And one would think that, you know, having gone through what he went through, um, which is often unthinkable and unimaginable, and uh, only believable because people like Ellie Wiesel and others um, who survived these atrocities were able to, to talk about it. And, you know, he had the opportunity, I think, to be broken by that. And instead, he used that as an opportunity to uh, see himself as having an obligation to the world, an obligation to humanity. And, you know, we can quote from the various sources and the various books that, that he wrote, but, um, you know, he often uh, referred to the notion of indifference being such a terrible, terrible evil. When, in fact, he once said the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference, and that human beings should be accountable uh, for their actions. And those messages rang um, really clear to me and everybody who read him and came out when, as I mentioned, I spent some, some quality time with him a number of years ago, and uh, it was amongst the most inspirational uh, time that I've spent with any individual. He must have been a man of great comfort and inspiration for his fellow Holocaust survivors. He definitely was. He definitely was. And and I recall um, I was uh, with him on an airplane, actually, from, from Boston to, to Calgary, and there were about six of us with him. And on the plane was another Holocaust survivor, a man who I know very well, Max Eisen, from Toronto. And Max's story was very, very similar um, to Elie Wiesel's in terms of him being from Hungary and the experiences that they went through. And for Max to be able to sit and talk with Elie Wiesel um, about what they experienced uh, for him, and, and I know Max very well, it was just 
a moving experience and an inspiration to Max, who continues um, to do this incredibly important work of speaking to school children and educators and the variety of different audiences about the lessons uh, that we can learn. Michael, uh, I don't know if you had the opportunity to speak to Mr. Vizel about the world today. If, if you did, please share with us how he viewed it. And if you didn't, how would he, how would he look at the, at, the, at the world today, the terrorism, the violence, the, the concerns that are spreading globally? Look, I mean, you know, um, far be it for me to sort of, you know, put words in, into his mouth. Um, you know, his eloquence was, was unparalleled, but he really spoke a lot about this whole notion of, of human beings being held accountable. And he had a very good sense of humor, very dry sense of humor. And he was once quoted as saying, human beings should be held accountable, leave God alone. He has enough problems. And um, he talks about religion as not man's relationship to God, but man's relationship to man. And he was a deeply religious person. And through his experience, um, he didn't lose faith, but he often questioned faith and encouraged people to question faith. So I think that, you know, today uh, he would be very upset by, by what's going on because at its very core, um, it's people not treating each other um, as, as human beings should treat each other. And there's a lot of religion sort of being thrown into the mix and being used as a justification. And the indifference that we see in so many different facets is something I know that bothered him tremendously. Last night, I uh, watched a number of uh, news clips and, and went and sought out a number of interviews Mr. Vizel had done and, um, and saw him walking with Oprah Winfrey and, and talking to other interviewers of note. And, and the impression that I, that I gained while I, was, while I was listening to him and, and watching him was this is a man who will always be utterly and without hesitation completely honest when he speaks and when he answers a question. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there is no pulling punches. There is no sugarcoating. Um, if you ask him a question or ask him to speak on a topic, he will give you uh, the truth from his heart. And he often spoke in very short sentences, and, you know, an answer of yes or no was often very well thought out and, and very powerful because it was addressing a question where people might have been looking for something more, and in his mind it was quite simply a yes or it was a no. He gave us so very, very much, and uh, I think Barack Obama was absolutely correct when he said that Elie Wiesel was a living memorial. Michael Silverman, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. All the best. Ellie Wiesel, 87 years of age. We'll come back in a minute and wrap up.